Welcome to the PCA Alumni Life Talk podcast, where we talk about life while encouraging and equipping you to live out the truth of God's Word. My name is Megan Rogers, and I'm the Director of Alumni Relations at Prestonwood Christian Academy. I'm hosting Life Talk with my friend and colleague at PCA, Dan Panetti. So we're here with Chase Hilbert, uh, and we've already done one episode and talked a little bit about family and about his daughter, Isley, and her surgery, and it was good stuff about community and building that. So that was awesome. Um, but one of the things we want to talk a little bit more about was just being a dad raising girls, right? Mm-hmm. And I know, Chase, you come from a family of like three brothers, right. right? So you're used to being outside all the time, shooting something, killing something, skinning something, being in the truck, getting muddy and dirty. And all of a sudden, Christine comes into your life, two adorable girls comes into your life, right? And it's like, what's the, what's the difference now? What's life look like for Chase Hilbert raising some daughters? Yeah, that's good. Um, I had to take off my camo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, you got to put on pink camo this time. Pink camo. They do. I don't want to see you in that. Yeah, so we, um, you know, like you said, I, I had two brothers. So it was three of us growing up. Um, my mom is every bit of a boy mom that uh, you can imagine, mm-hmm. right? And so given that, it was really the, the most female uh you know, thing that we ever interacted with was her than the dog. And so I didn't have sisters. I didn't have, uh, you know, weird emotional things happening in my house <laughs> when I was younger. Right? Um, and so you and the brothers, yeah, you and the, you and the so boys. For me, like it was a learning, it was a learning curve. And, and um, as I think through their lives early on, you know, they're babies, they're toddlers, they're whatever. Like it's it's easy. They're just fun. They're mm-hmm. cute. They're they're saying fun things and being fun and then they get to where they want to call you on your sin and on your um presence in their life and then on those kind of things and so when they turned about six seven years old um i started really having to consider you know what am i doing with my kids Mm -hmm. what are we what what, how are we spending our time um i'm a huge believer in um, you know, we send them to a, a Christian school. We send we're we're part of a great church, but it is Christine and I's primary job as parents to instill in them uh, the gospel. And so, mm-hmm. how are we doing that on a day to day basis? Um, those are all conversations we have. And 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 backing up just with them being girls, I just had to learn. You know, I, I don't need to, I don't need to fix everything right away. Um, that's kind of my nature. I had to learn that in marriage, and I had to learn it again as a parent. Uh, it's just not always helpful, um, and and sometimes we just need some space to be girls. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now you talked about like learning their love language a little bit too, right? Right. What what was that like? So just learning how to love them in the way that they want to be loved and accepted, and, and right, which is a little bit different than than yours. Yeah, I, you know, it, it wasn't anything formal that we ever did. It's just always been a conversation. Christine has always been a huge fan of the love language conversation. Mm-hmm. So I hear all the time, you know I'm a quality time person. You know I'm a quality time, you know, and you're not, and but that's okay. And <laughs> the definitions of those are loose all the way through the house. Right? Like quality time for me is I can be on my laptop and you're right next to me. We're together. Yeah. You know, but that's that's not quality time, yes. I've learned. Um, and so with the girls, we just are just watching them, right? It's um it's on a birthday. You know, we, and we're giving them gifts and who's, who's looking at the gifts and like finding like absolute joy in the moment of receiving, you know, you mm. thought of me and you bought me something mm. or who is just like, hey, can you take me to get a Sonic drink? Yeah. You know, um, and both of my kids are very, very quality time driven. And so we've, I just learned as a dad, there's not much um, more 
uh, important. There's not a more important thing to do than to just be with them. Yeah, um, for sure. And I usually let them call the shots, right? And so uh, I get labeled. Christine will label me like, "Oh, you're such a fun dad," you know, or this. And I and I think what she means by that is is you get with your kids, you spend time with your kids, and you do what your kids want to do. Mm -hmm. um, uh, when we're having fun, and I'm not necessarily always having. Like, it wouldn't be what I do on a Friday night, you know? Um, <laughs> Sonic drinks are good, though. Um, and so, yeah, I think we're proactive as parents, and, and that's a conversation Christine and I have. It's, hey, things are going rough at school right now, or, hey, we're, we're really emotional, or, hey, we're not paying attention. And so we, we usually take those conversations and those kinds of feedback and back up, like, four or five steps and go, okay, then what's going on at home? And what could we be doing differently at home to help tee them up for that, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, um, maybe I need to take Isley to, to breakfast one morning before school, just the two of us. Um, and so we've learned some rhythms and some things like that, um, through being parents and me personally as a dad that I feel like help our kids and that we're, we're super committed to, um, as we raise them. So, yeah, well, it's so important. And, you know, as a dad with little girls, mm. okay, um, raising little girls in, in today's world is can be scary and um, just with all of the safety things and all the things that we hear and I feel like PCA has done a really great job of helping parents you know here inform like how to put safety procedures in place um, but what would you say is like a key component that um, you have in raising little girls in your relationship with them like what is what is something that you do in in connecting with your daughters um something with like you said one-on-one -on -one, you know taking them to sonic um you know what is it that y'all have found works really well for you guys that's a good question i for me specifically uh, and my two kids it really is just more of me <laughs> which is a uh, it's I know that sounds like really elementary and really low level, but I, at the end of the day, if you think about it, um, they they don't want necessarily, uh, and, and I guess I'll, I'll back up, more of me, but, but me engaging them, right? They wanna, they don't wanna ask a question, toss out a question and not get an answer. They mm -hmm. wanna, even at seven and nine years old, which is what they are now, you know, they wanna engage in conversation. And so mm -hmm. they wanna, they wanna tell me how their day is going, but they don't, they don't just want me to respond with, awesome you know it's so great it's it's they want another question back yeah you know for well, sure you learn anything today you know and, and that's a uh, that's that's true for school that's true for after church on a sunday right they don't mm -hmm. want just an easy um conversation around did you guys have a fun time today and then we move on they want to press in and um so what i found um in doing that is is you know i'm i work from home uh, i work for myself so it's very easy for me to wrap a meeting at five they get home at you know four they've been waiting on me to get off the phone and then i sit down and at dinner or whatever and, and i and i have something else on my mind and, mm -hmm. and they can feel that and so i've learned that i need to take a you know take five minutes to myself and years ago i used to hear matt chandler um on podcasts always say i pull in the garage mm -hmm. and i pray like you know like lord give me in and i used yeah. to go what is he what? talking yeah, exactly. about right? like what is that then you have totally kids <laughs> and you're like totally like i, I mean it's a, it's, a, it's a mind shift thing right it it's got to you got to put this away so you can focus on them yeah in fact it matters they're awake for three more hours and so you can push through yeah. you know you just did a whole work day and you can push through yeah. your mom needs a break and so it's i've just learned that it's you really it's it's sacrificial but it's worth every second of it oh for so. sure All right, have you found any certain resources that have helped you um just be a better dad 
you know, I started off in life, and, and I had, my parents are great. Um, a lot of what I watched them do um, has still, is still very applicable to the mm-hmm. way that I was raised today. And so I just know, seeing that, that, you know, that's, I, I tell people all the time, I'm very fortunate to have a great relationship with my dad. He, at work, had him on the road all the time. Um, and I've now chosen a career path for myself, and or the Lord's allowed me to be in a career path um, that I'm able to be more proactive. And so it's it's a it's always a challenge to me. Like I'm I'm fortunate to have the time. How am I going to spend it? Um, and one way that I've tried to tried to do that is I've tried to get around people who have walked that road before. Mm-hmm. Really, at the end of the day, I uh, I mean I. I look at our babysitters a lot. This sounds crazy, but I look at our babysitters a lot, and then I go, "Man, you're a really good kid. I need to get around your dad, right? Mm-hmm. And, or and my mm-hmm. wife needs to get around your mom. We should probably get around them together, mm-hmm. uh, just because something you're doing. You know, obviously, like you've got so many other factors, but at the end of the day, you, you're, these parents are raising these daughters, and you know, ten years ago was very different than it is today, but it, it was still it was trending this direction. Yeah. So anyone. If I'm ever spotting a 20-year-old girl who's just got it together, I'm like, I need to meet your dad. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. And and at this stage of my life, uh, I've just learned, like, Google can't teach you this. you can you can try to figure out the all the other things in life that we get quick answers to self help quick help kind of stuff like parenting is not that mm. uh, it's kind of a long play and so I'm constantly trying to learn and and then refine the way that we parent and the way that we communicate around our kids and with our kids um, based on other people I've seen do it really well yeah is there one particular tradition that you know you guys as a family do or whether it's go somewhere together or you get something together yeah. I think one of the things we didn't do enough of when I was growing up, we did some of it, but we didn't celebrate things that needed to be celebrated mm-hmm. as much as I feel like we could these days. Like we have a lot to be grateful for and uh, the goodness of the Lord is all over everything that we do. Absolutely. And so gathering and reminding ourselves of that is something that, that Christine and I try to lead out in our family in doing. And yeah. so that's not necessarily like just the holidays, but we feel, I feel like we do it more over the holidays oh. just because there's just a lot to be thankful for. And typically it was a, we go to church, we have Christmas Eve, I worked at churches, so I was always working. And by, you look up and it's the kids are going back to school. Mm-hmm. And so now that we're kind of in the season of life, uh, we're trying to, trying to just celebrate and talk about the gospel with our kids. And then we do the fun stuff, right? Yeah. Like we do the ice skating rinks if we can without COVID. And we do the, uh, <laughs> The Christmas trees in Austin. Christine's born and raised in Austin. They got a huge tree in Zilker Park. Right? Oh, that's so we cool. We always drive down and see that, and so. Well, you know, we have a lot of PCA alumni who are now dads um, and moms, and you know, even just this week, we I've seen five babies be born that are all PCA alumni families. And, you know, what would you say to the young dad who just had a baby girl, like fresh baby girl, what would be one piece of advice starting off that season of their life? What would you say to them? I would just say, honestly, like, enjoy it. You know, um, it, it really is crazy when people say like, time flies, next thing you know, they're in high school, next thing you know, it's this, and next thing, and, and I used to hear that and go, dude, this was the longest year of my life. Mm-hmm. There's no mm-hmm. chance, right? <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm a, I, we were just talking. I, when I got here today, I was on the phone with my mom, and I was staring at the new middle school building, and I was saying, I'm going to have a kid in that school in two years. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to think about. And so uh, I've got, you know, lots of pictures um, of me and Isley when she was first born. I, just just enjoy it. Yeah, I think, mm-hmm. um, I think, like, the Bible talks so much about how much of a gift kids are. 
and even though you're exhausted and even though you're tired and even though you're, you and your wife might be you know not on the same page all the time mm-hmm. you both have a million things going on like there's so much to enjoy in those seasons yeah so. okay okay so i have to ask the question that everybody's wanting to ask but they can't because they're not sitting here <laughs> but they they saw the name chase hilbert so they wanted to click on it and they're like is that the same chase hilbert that i went to high school with so <laughs> what happened Right? What what happened? <laughs> I, hey, I was here. I remember you in high school. Oh, and I'm not saying, right, you were a bad kid. I'm just saying you probably weren't as mature. <laughs> right? I mean, you tried to get away with a few things. I'm just saying some of the, some of the people listening are like, they brought in a different guy. That's not Chase Silver. What happened? I can't I, confirm this is the same <laughs> Chase Silver. Uh, and, and I got away with a few things also. Um, probably a Things I shouldn't have. Um, but we don't need to talk about those you now. You know, I... <laughs> Statute uh, of limitations, not right now. I talk all the time about how I would... You know, if, if I had the time and the bandwidth to go spend, like, one-on-one time with people that, you know, either I was the the, the too cool guy or the... You know, whatever. We were all young. We all did silly things uh, back then. And so I would do it. You know, I would spend time and I would sit down one-on-one with everyone. And I would look them in the face and I would say, <laughs> I am sorry for that guy. You know? Um, but at the end of the day, like, we had fun. And I have some great friends still from high school. And, uh, and but to answer your question, I, I think, you know, I grew up right out, right when we got out of high school, I immediately started working, right? And I was... I was going to college and I was working and part of what happened is I started hanging out with guys that were six, seven, eight years older than me and I started looking at them going, they don't act like I do. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, I gotta, like, I can be the funny guy, yeah. um, but, but what's, ha- what's the difference here, right? And I think um, growing up in this culture where I'm so grateful for being at Preston One as a kid, being a PCA, um, and then just being in, the, in this culture. But I did look, I did realize as I got older, man, this the culture did a lot of thinking for me mm. um, that I was in, and so I relied on that a lot. I was a smart kid; I could remember things, and so I would hear these conversations. I would remember some tidbits about some scripture and some good things, and then I would go act like a complete, you know, silly kid yeah. on the side. <laughs> and, yeah. and I just realized there was a point in my life where I realized those those things didn't align. I mm. needed to think for myself. I needed to I needed to believe what I needed to believe. And as I started to, uh, I think they call it sanctification. Uh, as I started that process in my walk with the Lord, a lot of these things just started to kind of. I was just kind of freed from them. Yeah. Um, and I realized like you you can sit in a serious moment and feel heavy and not crack a joke and that's okay. Yeah. I used to, uh, you know, I used to like, there was never silence around me, right? right? Like if it was serious, I'm going to find something on the wall to talk about. So everyone directs their attention the other direction. And so I think, um, putting myself around people to, to learn from, I joined a, a mentor group out of Atlanta. Um, that was just all worship leaders, just trying to learn how to be better. I thought it was like, we're going to go write cool songs. And I walk in and the first thing was, is like, oh no, we're not even touching instruments. This is all about your character. Wow. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm good. (laughs) Um, But a lot Mm. of things, uh, just allowing people to speak into your life, taking it seriously when they do, right? Because people from the outside, they look in and they go, man, you have potential, Mm. but you're missing something, right? And and just... Finally getting over being too cool to hear that feedback, receive it, and learn from it uh, was just a huge, it was a game changer for That's life. awesome. That's and really I gotta, cool. I have to That's say, awesome. my wife, you know, I mean, yep. I don't know why in the world, <laughs> I think back 11 years ago, and I'm like, ah, I 
was still kind of an idiot. <laughs> you know, uh, she saw all the potential, though. She did. Look what God can do. Day, like, you know, she's still, like, it's still, I remember hearing, and I'm sure, you know, anyone that's married out there has read that, um, on the Sacred Marriage, is that the book? Mm-hmm. Uh, where the tagline of the book is, you know, God didn't make marriage to make you happy. It's to make it more holy, right? Yeah. So I used to think that good line, so Gary dumb. Thomas. Like, <laughs> good no, stuff. I'm gonna have a good time. I'm getting married. This yep. is silly, right? But at the end of the day, like, I am a better dad. I'm a better Christ follower. I'm a better leader, business. I mean, you name it because of marriage. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, I, that's a long answer to your question, but. Yeah. Uh, that's good. That's awesome. Actually, it's funny. I just had a conversation two weeks ago with with a student here at PCA, and I said, you know what? If you could sit down with the the you know forty year old you, I said you would be so disappointed at what you're doing in high school. And it's mm. funny because I found out a couple weeks later that he actually sent a text, just like you said. He actually sent a text to about twenty kids and just said, "Man, I'm sorry for being a knucklehead." Please forgive me. So it's just that, you know, yeah, yeah, okay, you know, they're knuckleheads. They don't stay there forever. People grow. So I'm just saying, I mean, you've matured a lot. I mean, you're just, you're a great young man, great husband, great father. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a privilege to kind of get to do life with you. So thanks for being on the yeah. Life Talk podcast. Yeah, us. thanks, Chase, for coming on Life Talk podcast. <laughs> it is a pleasure to be here. Thank you all. We're grateful. Thank you for joining us today on Life Talk where we talk about life while encouraging and equipping you to live out the truth of God's word. Until next time, let your life talk.